So when I thought about who I could bring on for this, it kind of came to me in a flash. Magdalene Rose is somebody that I have been following for almost three years. Um, she is articulate. She is funny. She is awesome. She pulls no punches. And you almost never know what she's going to say. Even just when you think you know her angle, she'll come at you a different way that's surprising and insightful. And in a subject that is this important, I wanted to cover as many other viewpoints as I possibly could. So I thought, well, hey, I'm a male, old Twitch streamer. Let's bring on a female, young YouTuber. It was, it was a perfect idea. And then this is just fucking amazing. So if you're not familiar with her, you need to check her out. It's not an option. So let me bring her on here. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, one and all, please allow me to introduce you to the Maxim Rose. And we're live. Hello. How is everybody? <laughs> Thank you so much for saying that I'm young. That's that's so that's so flattering. Let's let and let's just say that that's a thing. I am young. That's you, you, it's official. It's in canon now. Exactly. That's right. Exactly. So if they make the movie, they have to adhere to that. Like they yes. can't have Betty White playing you or none of that shit. No, no, no. No. Clearly, oh, well, that would be fucking their... amazing. Betty White with like a long red wig playing you. <laughs> How fucking cool would that be, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, clearly, and, it has to be uh, M Millie, Millie Bobby Brown, some that, that girl from Stranger Things, because right? I'm such a fetus, you know? <laughs> All right, we're getting into the baby stuff right away. Some of my mods will appreciate that. Um, without going into too much detail, um, when I went on a larger podcast recently, one of my mods cautioned me against mentioning fetuses in any way. Because we so... Sometimes we go down some okay. weird roads in here. Uh -huh. <laughs> so it was like, all right, so ah, uh, just try What's to stay away from that. I'm, I'm totally pro-fetuses. I'm from <laughs> Petai. I think it's is the plural. I mean, what's wrong? Uh, Who doesn't I mean, love fetuses? And the thing is, guys, if you don't have net neutrality, you can't talk fetuses anymore. We have to. Right. For the fetuses, guys. For the fetus. For the fetuses. The feet eye, if you will. <laughs> the feet eye. So now that we've, you know, already devalued the conversation a little bit, but we're having Sorry, fun. Sorry, mods. This no, is my fault. No, no. It, I, we wear the mature rated, like, a badge of honor. Like, it's cool. Okay. I think I told you. We once did in a three-hour conversation about the pitfalls of finding the clitoris. So you're good. Right. You're good. So... <laughs> <laughs> So what I want to do with this conversation is not just say why net neutrality is important to save, but also mm -hmm. what repealing it means and what it does for us now. So one thing I want to get out of the way right up front, if you're watching this or listening to this, whether it's on YouTube, Twitch, live, or uh, SoundCloud, you will be affected by this in some way. I don't care what country you're in. Right. Now, here's where it gets a bit sticky. And some people are going to raise their pitchforks, but you got to hear me out. This will not directly affect content creators in any way. Mm. As far as their content is concerned. Not directly. Because most of your platforms, they're going to be the ones that are going to take the hit. So net neutrality means that no one can throttle, no one can block, no one can prioritize traffic or information of any kind. And that's what we want to preserve the most. That's the, that's the biggest part of it. There's more to it, but that's the biggest part. So with that in mind, think of it like this. 
if Twitch and YouTube were to go to bat and pay the fees necessary to be able to be prioritized, and I'll explain, we'll talk more about that in a bit, but if they paid that fee, that means that everyone on Twitch and everyone on YouTube would still be viewable um, at the same relative speeds that they were before. It wouldn't really affect the actual content. What would happen, though, <laughs> right, right, and I'm, I'm trying, I'm not sugarcoating, but I'm trying to, like, let's look at it at the most basic level. But here's what happens. They take uh, the internet, and then they start busting it up like they do cable channels today. So you'd have your basic mm -hmm. internet package, which would include Google, all your search engines, um, probably um, maybe Facebook, but you'd have, right. like, and that'd be, like, 20 bucks. And then for... This is in addition to whatever you're paying for speed, right? Now, you get the next tier, your social media package, Twitter, Tumblr, stuff like that. Although the way Tumblr goes, it might even have to be a porn package at this point. You right, right. There, there might actually be a package for pornography. Right. It'd be totally weird. And then that would become a tracking device all its own. So then mm -hmm. you have to, in other words, then up the line, you have like the, the, the streaming media package, Netflix, Twitch, YouTube. So now the consumer pays more for their internet based upon what they want to watch, which takes the money that they would have spent on subscriptions and Patreon donations and puts it towards just the privilege of watching the shit. Uh, right. Which then trickles down and affects your creators. Um, mm -hmm. So, and that means that creators on a long enough timeline may not be able to keep as much content going, may become discouraged something along those lines and you'll see start to see people drop off or mm -hmm. just become disenfranchised and that's going to affect you no matter where you live because if there's someone you watch and they stop creating content because someone is limiting their their viewership that's a problem that that's mm -hmm. the most basic thing that i want to make sure that if you're watching this this affects you this is how it affects you with that said what are your main concerns like based upon that and kind of expand upon where we're going with it. Right. Well, and unfortunately, like, and that, that is really the angle that a lot of people are trying to connect with the American people about it. Like that, like how important it is, like these people could, could start charging you for access to specific parts of the internet mm -hmm. and they could start, you know, tracking your porn and deciding that maybe the kind of porn that you're into, you know, they're not, they don't want to do that because the person who's in charge of that ISP at the time, you know, particularly doesn't want that. Um, they, you know, they could do that. And that is the way that it affects consu consumers on like a consumer level with the amount of money you're paying and why you're paying it. And that's what gets people really upset. But it's unfortunately, I am here to tell you the absolute least of our problems. <laughs> yep. And, it, and, and so if, if you'll allow me, I'd like to take you back and, and sort of ex explain where a lot of this started and where this could head and we've seen it in other countries. And it's, um, I know I'm about to sound like uh, just a tinfoil hat conspiracy, like, yeah, all this is connected in the Illuminati shit and lizard people. But it's actually, there's uh, a tremendous amount of evidence for for what's going forward. And then it's, um, it's, pretty, it's pretty gnarly. Spoilers, this so, is why I brought you on, so go for it. Okay. <laughs> so um, it all, it all, sort of goes back well it actually goes back to the 1930s but that's so not even relevant what really when the shit really hit the fan like as far as what's affecting us right now mm -hmm. it was 1996 and that's the passing of the telecommunications act 
And for a lot of people that that's very just like that's old and whatever. And uh, and like it just happened that happened during the Bill Clinton era, which is seen as like one of the greatest failures of his pre presidency is the passing of this Telecommunications Act. And what's that what that did basically is it allowed all of these gigantic communication companies to merge because before they're like, if you merge and you're too big, then it destroys competition. It destroys the right. free market because they're, you make these big monopolies and you can't do that because America. But um, I'm like, no, nah, man, you can do that. It's fine. Merge into a giant fucking Akira-like monster. Who cares? And they did. Nice and so it went, <laughs> thank you. Um, they went from many, 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 many companies to about five. One of those being like Viacom and Vivendi Universal and all these huge companies. And uh, this is a lot of people who were there at the time will remember uh, this is when MTV got dumb. Like MTV was cool. And then at one point around 1996, it started being weird and lame and like a lot of the interesting and novel music that you saw, you previously saw just stopped happening right. and it stopped. And like, it started getting replaced by um, things like road rules and all of their like interesting experimental television just sort of went away. And everyone's like, that's weird. Right. Uh, and it was the passing that it got new um, ownership because of the telecommunications act. And then it died. And I mean, it's like technically MTV is still around, but it's not what it used to be. And people are like, MTV used to be cool. It did used to be cool. It yeah, used it to did. be this crazy progressive experimental thing. And that is one that was like one of the first things to sort of d break off and die was the experimental uh, nature of MTV. Um, and also, if you'll recall, MTV started to get political with like Rock the Vote and yep. uh, it, it went away. So exactly. It was something where like in the early nineties, if you, if you know, for those of you that were around and if you weren't, let me, let me educate you. Um, I, I remember Dave Mustaine took a big hit in his metal cred when he was being like, he was part of rock the vote and doing like correspondence for MTV and a lot of males were like, what the fuck Dave Mustaine you're supposed to be doing it all the time while they're listening to peace sells, but who's buying, which is a horribly like over the top political tune. But, mm -hmm. um, you know, they, they started doing that. They started, and that's also when like Liquid TV was really big. That's when, right? You know, Liquid there TV was, was amazing. MTV was a big commentary platform. It was a lot like a, a very early form, a more structured version of what you see with vlogging and commentary videos on YouTube now. It inspired right. a lot of us to do what we're doing now. It showed you that if you had something to say, just go and say it. And there yeah. was that you had that opportunity that you you know it was that place where. A corporation actually connected with people on a real artistic level. Mm -hmm. Then a larger corporation came in, snatched it up, repackaged it, and then just basically made a big poo poo over everything. Right. And it completely changed the content over the time. And then it, it basically everything became sanitized, everything became very homogenous. And now you have what MTV is now, which is to put it delicately, like complete bullshit. Mm hmm. Um, and so, you know, sorry, kids, you get the shitty MTV, but it, 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 getting back to, to this, right. What this allowed the telecommunications act allowed these huge companies to become extraordinarily powerful. And, uh, that gave them a tremendous amount of money and power and influence with the government. And, uh, and so they have been able to send lobbyists to Washington and say, we want to be regulated less. We want to be able to merge more. 
more more Akira, <laughs> more Akira companies. Mm -hmm. And we want to be able to have as little regulation so we could have all the money and do whatever we want. And I'm, people say that that sounds hyperbolic, but it is shockingly not. Like that really is at the end of the day, it's about greed and power. You know, it's just, it's Disney fucking villain shit. And well, eh, the thing know, is, can, is it like yeah. there used to be more than one cable company in a given county anywhere across the United States. It hasn't been a thing right. for about, if you look at the, 20 years. Oh, wait, nope. 21 years ago. Oh, right. you know, and, and it, it's one of these things. And if you, it's kind of like the old adage, like you want to know why a piece of art was made, follow the money. Well, right. if you want to know where a piece of shit came from, you follow the money. And right. follow no the how, smell. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. What's that? Smell like bullshit. Oh, telecommunications yeah. act. So mm -hmm. um, no matter how small your cable provider is, if you follow it, there's a licensing uh, agreement or a tie or a subsidiary filing somewhere, and they're going to lead to one of these bigger companies. There's about three, maybe, maybe yeah. three in the U.S., uh, and they have ties overseas, too. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there are going to be some content coming from overseas, different, like, television, like the BBC, for example, uh, right. is very big here in America. Well, depending upon how this goes, this could affect that kind of thing. So it's, it's right. this further reach thing. So, so yeah, an another example of this is um, when the Telecommunications Act sort of took hold. Another thing that happened was that all of the radio stations in like, you know, uh, the central, not Central America, what do we call it? Midwest, you know, the big blobby conservative mm -hmm. area in the middle of the United States. They all merged into one thing called Clear Channel. Yep. And then Clear Channel got rid of a ton of its biggest liberal uh, news organ uh, news like channels, right? Uh, one of the biggest being like Air America, which was actually started by Al Franken. And so people were not at, at this point; they just don't get progressive or liberal news in that part of the area. You want to know why these uh, these places in the Midwest are like so like so disconnected from the reality of what's going on with, you know, and, and like politically it's cause they're only getting conservative news. They're only right. getting like Rush Limbaugh and Fox news on the radio and that's all they have access to. So they don't even know what they're missing. And that is the danger of net of like the dismantling of net neutrality is that we could get to a point where people don't even know what they're missing right. and uh, people don't even know what, what is, is being blocked. And uh, people want to make this about money and they don't want to pay more. And that's totally valid. Like who wants to fucking pay more for anything and who wants, you know, um, but so uh, I'm getting, I'm getting all over the place because there's so much to unpack. And the, the greatest asset of uh, that Ajit Pai and the FCC and these ISP internet service providers have is that all of this is tremendously boring and no one wants to care. It's just unfortunate you have to. To care because the consequences of it can be tremendously terrible for not just mm -hmm. our pocketbooks, but our and our internet and our porn, which are all very important things. Yes. But but like our democracy, uh, which is I know boring, but fucking listen, you know. <laughs> right, because at the end of the day, like you have, you have to think about the fact that, and this is something that I know you say a lot. You're blue in the face. I say this, so I'm blue in the face. But mm -hmm. you know. People are tired of hearing us talk about it, but wait until this happens and you're affected. Now you'll be like, why, why did we let this happen? Because you let mm -hmm. it happen. And right. there are things that we can do to prevent these sort of things. Because I mean, this is something I've been wanting to bring up for a while. And like, there's no 
genteel way to say it on Twitter where it's going to get out. Um, plus, I don't necessarily reach a lot of right-wing people on Twitter because mm-hmm. they're like, Mutinous I wonder why. Why is that? That's so weird. Because no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a hippie grindhead that, you know, I'm, I'm actually right now wearing a shirt that says destroy fascism on it. It's got a picture of mm-hmm. uh, uh, all kinds of stuff. We'll put it that way. Um, mm-hmm. And Bush is on there. So. Um, but it's that here's what could happen. I mean, this doesn't affect anybody no matter what your viewpoint is. What if, because this isn't just about the major corporations having control. Remember those conglomerates that we talked about, those little subsidiaries? They would have trickle-down means to block stuff off. So now, in, say, San Francisco, a smaller subsidiary could potentially block Fox News if they wanted to. Mm -hmm. They would have that ability, which, I mean, I really don't want to see that happened to anybody. I'm not about censorship in the public right. sector. Like it's not a thing, you know, in, in, in privately owned things. Like I totally understand that. But when we're talking mm-hmm. about at public access to information, you should be able to access whatever the hell you want. Right. Exactly. We have yeah. that now. This is what's being taken, risking taking away, no matter what your viewpoint is, you know, mm-hmm. um, this is going to be a controversial thing for me to say. I would almost rather there be a 24-hour Nazi news channel than to lose net neutrality. Right. And that's, that's that, yeah, that is hard to say, but it's like, honestly, and I mean, there's many reasons why that's, why that would be preferable um, most well, because you could always see what they're doing. <laughs> there's your soundbite, you know? guys, for the stinger. Yeah. <laughs> Don't tell anybody I said that. Um, <laughs> so... I'm sorry, I'm looking over here. I have a whiteboard with all of my crazy notes on it. I look like a... No, you're fine. Like, I'm, I actually am looking... Like When I look at you, I'm also looking up or I'm looking to my left, which is away from me like I'm ignoring you, so don't worry. No, no, Camera no, angles fine. are fun. Right. Cameras are, cameras are great. Mm-hmm. So, right. The, the difficulty is... So, so where is the line where the Republicans and conservatives and people like that, they, they like to talk about the free market and they're like, well, their argument here is if you, if you regulate these things that people don't like it, then this will just allow competition to grow and competition will just happen magically because America, but uh, that's why the telecommunications act has fucked everything so epically because the competition these companies are so enormous now that competing with them is almost impossible because of the 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 size and the scale that you're talking about it's like if i wanted to start a telecommunications company and my competitor is like kim kardashian i wonder who is going to win you know it's it's just it's not they they say that as if it's some like idea of like oh we have the free market and it'll just work because bootstraps or whatever fucking bullshit and it 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 just is not realistic in the situation in like the environment that they've created with Mm -hmm. these with these uh situations and so it's too difficult and too costly for like little um little companies to compete to put down the amount of Fiber and the and and also like how are they how are they going to advertise through the internet which is what how almost everybody gets their information how are you going to advertise a competitor and, and say like oh they're not going to censor any of their competition that's already happened so yep. like Google Wallet Google and this is Google we're talking about they they wanted to promote Google Wallet and very few people use Google Wallet and do you know why because they, their internet service provider, the, the decided they want, oh, what was it called? 
it's called i think it was, it was called isis they had a they had a competing like money service that for yep. some reason someone had a fucking brain aneurysm it was like we should call it isis and uh they they wanted to promote that instead and so they started blocking people's ability yep. to see the advertising for google wallet and uh, and that's google so if you can imagine how a smaller competitor if you or i were like let's start an internet service provider uh, and Google is not able to compete and, and is actually getting these things ha happening. Like that is how, um, serious we're talking about here. Exactly. And, and yeah. So like, you know, and then, you know, it trickles back down to, you know, cause people relate mostly to personal freedoms and stuff like that. By mm -hmm. the way, chat, I see you. I love you. Um, when we finish the discussion proper, we're going to go back through all this stuff and react yes. and talk and have a great discussion here uh the idea here is to inform as distinctly as we can and we, we're glad you're enjoying the show right. um so back to like my, my original like again go back to like the relatable thing right yeah um, sorry <laughs> no you're no you're fine no 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 no. you can go as i want to talk about boring political shit <laughs> no, no, no 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 Th these are the things people need to understand because mm -hmm. all of that as complex and as as you put it boring that's not boring to me as it may be it still trickles down to the average person. Remember, we talked about content right. creators, this stuff. You guys are loving this conversation, right? Well, right now, um, if you're not a larger YouTuber, uh, finding new videos from your channel for someone else can be very difficult, right? Finding uh, archives on Twitch is nigh impossible because the search engine is dick. Sorry, Twitch. Work on it. Uh, and SoundCloud, same thing. These are the, the platforms I choose to use. So I choose to use a website to archive everything that I do. It's direct links. It's a searchable website. It's got good SEO, which is search engine optimization. So it works with Google, stuff like that. That's awesome. So although it doesn't actually house the material, it's a link to the material. Mm -hmm. Well, what if, although Google's paying their way, Twitch is paying their way, YouTube's paying their way, and SoundCloud's paying their way. What if the only way they're going to find my content is by doing Google search and they, my website gets pulled up? Mm -hmm. What if, because I am a small business, as every content creator is, spoilers, if you create content, you are, unless you don't monetize. And even right. then you are. You're just a, you're stupid and you're not reaping any money. Um, <laughs> even if it's five cents, it's five cents. So um, if I don't pay my way, they're potentially... You could click on that Google link and then the link won't work because I haven't paid my toll. Kind of like the, we talk about the information superhighway. What if the, as a, it affects both sides? As a consumer, you're on this highway. You'll have to pay access, like a toll booth, to an exit to get off the highway. But then I have to pay a, a toll to allow you to get through my door to get to my shop. Mm -hmm. it, it's this thing where... And this is all about competition, right? Like Facebook. Think about Facebook when it first came out, going up against MySpace. Right. Under these new laws, would Facebook become the new thing? Fuck it no. It would be almost impossible, yeah. It's a similar, like if anybody's ever been to a theme park, like Disney World or something, and they have those incredibly long lines, but you can pay like extra, you can pay out the butt for, for like a fast pass that lets you skip the line. That's it's it's almost exactly like that. And yep. if you can't pay as much as these other companies, you don't get to skip the line. Um, yep. And 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 again, like that's 
that's the 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 most inconvenient as far as like our our day-to-day -day. well that's shitty and i fucking hate it and you shouldn't be able to do that um what what obama did and obama is very um polarizing for some yes. people apparently i don't know why but well i guess i do know why but you know he he wasn't perfect but one of the things he did in 2015 is he the, the, he passed the net neutrality thing by saying that internet service providers ISPs are considered common carriers which is similar to a telephone line mm -hmm. so that means that you're an intermediary you things use you like similar to like a highway but you are not you don't have any control over what people see you don't have any control over what people do and you're not liable for anything people do either which is good right. and uh that's that's what that was and that's basically part of why they want to um dismantle net neutrality is they no longer want to be considered common carriers because they want to be able to control things um and it's it's crazy for because i have seen a few people here and there that have been opposing this for reasons that are just completely fucking stupid um saying that like they would never do that and verizon indeed actually put out a video or a response saying like we oh, pinky swear never we swear we swear we won't we, we super duper promise that we will not you know put any restrictions on the free and open internet we yeah. promise and then the day they put that out they quietly remove that from the language of their statement yep absolutely so, like these people do not give a fuck about your mm -mm. freedoms they don't nope. give a fuck about like your access they mm -mm. they want to appear like they do but and and even if they did, like even if the guy who runs up Verizon right now was like a super just just awesome upstanding citizen, he may not always place. he will not always be the CEO of that company. He may yep. not always be the person in charge. He won't be. So mm -hmm. you have to trust that they will always be super upstanding and dedicated to the freedoms of you know, open internet. No, that's that's so naive, right? <laughs> of exactly. people to think that. Comcast did it, yeah, as Chad is saying, which is totally true. Um, I've I've retweeted several times where I'm like, no, I, even if your if your intentions are benign, I don't mm -hmm. trust you to have that responsibility. That's why the regulation should be there to keep it out of your hands. So you don't right. have that burden. Like I appreciate it, but no, it's it's cool. Yeah, I'd rather right. it be taken care of. So um, one thing we definitely want to touch on before we get too far, the mm -hmm. vote is December fourteenth. Right, and December 14th. Put it on your calendars, people. Now, it's not a done deal yet. There's two ways that this can get taken care of, or both. There are three people that have to agree in the FCC. Mm -hmm. uh, you've got the, the three members of the, of, of the committee, and Ajit Pai is just one. Mm -hmm. If either one of them, those other two, fold, that helps. Because mm -hmm. I believe it needs a unanimous vote, correct? Or is it the mm -hmm. majority? It's unanimous. I think it has to be at a unanimous vote because yeah. there's not many of them. Right. So you've got that. You've also got Congress can be like, yo, fuck off. You don't get yeah. to do this. And that's they the could. main and that's the main drive. Um so I do want to give um while we're on the subject of, of uh Ajit, I'm gonna give out his number right now. His do phone it. number is two oh two four one eight one thousand. That is two zero two Four one eight one thousand. That's the chairman of the FCC. Leave your voicemail. Leave your name, the city, and the state you oppose, and, and that you oppose net neutrality. It takes about twelve seconds. Yeah. Uh, and that's a tweet by Sarah Sweeney. I have retweeted it earlier today. I'll repeat it one more time. Two zero two four one eight one thousand. 
Um, yeah, and if you want, if you want to hear what it's going to sound like, you can actually go to my YouTube channel, and I call his office myself, and mm -hmm. I recorded it, so you can get a feel for what it's going to be like. And you will most likely their their places have been flooded, so you're probably going to get a machine. Yep. And I I just walk you through that experience because sometimes it's a little anxiety inducing for people. Yeah. But and yes. there's also the um, there's that resist bot that's been pretty popular lately. Mm -hmm. um, so you can actually fax your Congress people on the regular. Um, mm -hmm. I do it every day. I fax them every single day. That's Takes awesome. Two seconds. And I'm like, net neutrality affects my business, affects my peers, affects my family. And, and this needs to not stop. Um, right. Because oh no, Calix. Sorry to interrupt, mm -hmm. but this guy, uh, Calix, says that it, the FCC ruling is apparently five people on the board and three. It is majority rule, three to pass. Gotcha. So okay. that's um, yeah. So as of now, I mean, depending upon how it goes, we only need to get three out of five to say mm -hmm. no. Uh, mm -hmm. Which I gotta be honest, like, the, the, and this is the part that I think brings me the most pain. I cannot believe that people, that there are human beings that don't understand this, that are in power, that like, I don't give a shit how much the companies are paying you. How can you not care about other human beings? <laughs> like, how right. can... I can believe it, but I'm dead inside. So, like, the, the thing is, <laughs> is, like, they... I'm sure that they like it, it's not about not understanding and that and that's the big thing with like Republicans mm. and conservatives is they like to feign ignorance as if they're like, what? This is just the free market. I don't understand. Competition is good for the economy. I don't get it when they're actually being given millions of dollars in donations from lobbyists and having those and they're just taking it because it is a tremendous amount of power and wealth that they can accumulate while they're selling out like and that's what they really are doing they are selling out the like the rights of americans for money and and for and for power and that i can totally understand because people are kind of trash and well yeah <laughs> like human people shit. i mean that's that's proven right one thing i will say this is a totally way off point thing but i'm gonna throw this mm -hmm. out there i despise the term conservative because mm. people that have the term conservative attached to them and identify using that word they aren't they don't right. they're not conserving anything but their own interests. Okay. Mm -hmm. I have very conservative views in as much as my foreign policy is we need to not really go overseas all that much. We need to stop spending trillions of dollars in other countries and help our own people. Mm -hmm. To some people, that's a socialist view, but it's a conservative foreign policy. So Right. A lot that's what it, it's sort of a, a misnomer, right? Because oh, there's nothing conservative about conservatives. No. They're they just <laughs> They just try, they're pa trying to pass a tax bill that will give us what, like an extra, tr you know, trillion something dollars in debt. Yeah. Super, super conservative, being really conservative with your, right. with your money, with your debt there. Good job, y'all. Right. Fucking People, morons. Exactly. It's like, it's like, you know, there's a place you could get most of this money and all you're doing is you're throwing that money out the window to appease, mm -hmm. you know, this 1% of the population. And well, that one percent of the population is extraordinarily powerful, and 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 that's the problem. Um, we have a huge uh, in inequality in in like wealth in this country, yeah. where you know uh, too few people have way too much wealth and power, and and unfortunately, 
this is what what's what's scary about this is that it is the the net neutrality thing is it's coming completely in parallel with the Trump Russia sort of scandal. Uh, and yeah, it that is, is like, very dangerous. Buried. Yeah, because people it's are very distracted. Because yeah. here's the thing, well, like, yeah. I mean, if you look at like right now, all of the focus has shifted to to that. And in this at this point, if we lose the momentum we have had on net neutrality, I mean, even uh, Murderotica, my my head mod, brought this up to me a couple of days ago. Like, why isn't net neutrality trending anymore? Because this other shit's going on. So, mm-hmm. like, Trump could get kicked out of Washington tomorrow, and it still wouldn't save us from this, because the time it would take to get a, a sympathetic president in place, Ajit Pai would already have done his shit, you know? Right. It, um, it is probably too late on that front. But the thing, the thing that I wanted to point out is that it isn't just a distraction. They're actually the same thing. Because if you, uh, if you look at Russia and what's happened in Russia and in their politics— this is exactly what happened yep. with them is that they lost control of their internet. They lost control of, of all of their ability, their, their like freedom of internet. And um, that's how Vladimir Putin and his, and his, and the oligarchs, I know that sounds tremendously just like dramatic, but it is actually, it's what's, it's true. It's true. Like, um, like, like that's the, that's the problem I think with a lot of like the most poignant arguments on any political front is that, Someone who may not agree with you 100% are going to label you as an extremist right off the bat. Uh, right. But we watched it happen like this. Yet. Oh, right. Yeah, I'm, yeah, right. I'm such a delicate fucking snowflake over here. Yeah, I'm going I'm to melt. Out right about, yeah. right. But the, the, what happened to the Russian people, despite, I mean, I, I, if you ever follow me on Twitter, I will go on these rants about mm-hmm. fucking Russians and Russian propaganda bots and things like that, because they've been doing this for decades. They've been doing the the like pushing people towards right wing views and destabilizing other countries around them to weaken them. And uh, and then it just so happened that they it, they also did it to us. The Brexit thing that's happening in in the UK right now, Same thing. that was supported by Russian propaganda. The the like hardcore Nazi shit that's happening in Sweden right now, supported mm-hmm. by Russian propaganda, and and what's happening here is supported by Russian propaganda. And what you'll find is like things that are that are not uh, pro Putin can often be just blocked on their internet, uh, and like they're. Um, Oh God, this this blew my mind. Okay, so during our election here, um, people were like, "Fucking Hillary, this or Trump, that or whatever." And I started seeing people linking things from RT, and RT is, li- oh my God, you guys, RT mm-hmm. is a Russian government yep. channel mm-hmm. run literally by the fucking Kremlin. And I was like, "Why are people linking this like it's a source?" Right. This is the Russian government telling what's, you this. What's funny <laughs> is that before Putin came back, before that, mm-hmm. during that couple years where he wasn't there, mm-hmm. it, they were actually a decent source of pretty relatively unspun news mm-hmm. for like for like a minute. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of people like kind of latched onto that mm-hmm. because BBC International has such a wide net that they cast. Um, right. That it, it's difficult to kind of call and everything else. And then other smaller news outlets, just they're difficult to find, difficult to, to corroborate. So for some reason, RT got this credibility during this short period of time. I mean, I read it. And mm-hmm. right after Putin came back 
it it started going in that direction like you're talking about and mm-hmm. everybody wanted they were using all this propaganda to and then now it, it's just like it all links together like tinfoil mm-hmm. you know they, they were pushing things in a certain direction now neither i neither one of these candidates would have pushed us in a, a wonderful direction let's let's make right. no mistake about that However, but one is tremendously worse than the other. <laughs> exactly. Um, one's a Nazi. One isn't. Yeah. You know? And right. it's a shame that we have to say, well, the one that's not a Nazi is the one that I want. Um, right. I, I, I will say this till I'm blue in the face. The two party system, the two extreme view system we have right now is the problem. Main problem with our government on top mm-hmm. of, you know, the corporations that control everything. You put mm-hmm. a third player in there. Just by virtue of it just being a third entity would create an argument other than I'm right, you're wrong. No, I'm right, you're wrong. And Mm -hmm. it would kind of like, for example, like abortion would be a different argument because now there'd be a gray area because someone would have to fill something. Even if we're just keeping it, if we're keeping like the lobbies, like if everything stays the same, you just have a third player, then it's totally different. And it also makes it easier for RT or Russian propaganda to manipulate when there's only two sides to manipulate in the first place, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and you got guys like John Oliver out there trying very hard to cut through the bullshit and say, here's everything we could find. Um, and he's, and his research team's not perfect either. He's got his own agenda too. Um, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, at least someone is out there trying. And right. when we talk about access to information being at the core of this discussion, someone like that would be out of there. Um, you would start seeing RT-type propaganda. There'd be a new website that'll just come up out of nowhere, and it'll suddenly go to the front of every damn corporation's homepage and shit. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it, it... I think the, the yeah, it's okay. Yeah, there's there's so much to unpack, and I think that's why a lot of people don't even want to get engaged with it because the second you start looking into it. It just gets bigger and bigger and more interconnected and more swampy and more sleazy. And it starts to look like the like this gigantic, horrible, insane conspiracy, because in some ways it sort of is. Um, but it really just it, it's not like we're lizard people who come from the fucking right. Mars to take over, put implant things in your brain to make you gay or whatever. Mm. Like uh, they, it, it has, has to do with like allocation of money and hoarding of wealth which is should not be surprising to anybody. No. But in like specifically people don't think that this shit, this shit could happen, but it happens it's happening in China right now. Mm-hmm. So like if you people don't even know, as I said, people don't even know what they don't know because if you search um for certain things in China, it just won't come up on the Google search um engine. Like it doesn't exist. And it just it just doesn't exist in right. China. And so to think that that couldn't happen why not? <laughs> it happened there. That right. kind of thing where, so um, Russia specifically has a, a almost identical thing to Facebook called VK. Mm-hmm. And when the, when Putin squashed a lot of the protesting that was, because despite everything, a shit ton of people in Russia fucking hate Putin. They just can't, because of the, the allocation of power and the fact that they lost freedom of their press and stuff, they have a much harder time as well as a bunch of other reasons that have to do with Russian culture, but they have a much harder time resisting and fighting back. 
And uh, so he squashed that. And so people moved to VK to start organizing and disseminating like information about the fucking horrible things Putin had did and the fact that he was assassinating people that were running against him and throwing them in jail and all, so all sorts of like insane shit, right? Then he started, he took control of VK and he started getting, removing all that stuff from VK. And so to think that that couldn't, that kind of authoritarian stuff could not happen in the U.S. is extraordinarily totally naive. It totally could, and mm. and we we're we're seeing it on smaller, more insipid levels already. Right. Um. You know, with the whole quote fake news nonsense. You know, uh, all the different right. outlets that, and from a cultural standpoint alone, what I call the headline only culture. Read mm -hmm. the headline or the title of the video, and then you make your opinion. Like. Right. I can't tell you how many of your videos that have like 60% of the comments, someone just read the title or watched the first 30 seconds mm -hmm. and then make, make an, a, an assumption, you know? Um, oh, yes. I get very angry comments about that sort of thing. <laughs> oh, I, yeah. I mean, it, it was, it, honestly, some of the first comments I ever made on your videos, I think were misunderstood. <laughs> so mm -hmm. we, we go back and forth a little bit. And over time, you know, we've, we've, you understand how I speak. I understand how you speak. And then like mm -hmm. here. Um, but, and that's even after watching the whole video, like these things can be so emotionally charged and you can be so ready for a counter argument that people don't want to have an open mind. You know, like you're here two mm -hmm. words and like John Oliver and mm -hmm. decide that, Oh, I'm out. And that's fine. Uh, but I, I think that part of the issue culturally is that as soon as we catch wind or catch a sniff of something that doesn't sound good doesn't feel right mm -hmm. we want to steal ourselves from it and protect ourselves from it and lock it away and not think about it and then one day we're going to wake up and it's all going to be worse and then you can't get away from the smell you can't get away from the pain you can't get away from the feeling so right. even if if you're listening to this right now or you're watching this right now and you don't agree with us that's fine you yeah. want to if you want to have but if really you want to continue <laughs> Well, at the end of the day, if you want to be able to guarantee that you will always have an unfettered way of expressing that disagreement, you mm -hmm. need this regulation in place. Can it be modified in some ways from its current state to be, be a bit better, like to address some of the concerns about, quote, the free market? Probably. Mm -hmm. Sure. Um, there are other things regarding the way. Like, for example, go back to that Telecommunications Act. That's got to go. But, right. Because if you really want a free market, that's where it starts. And mm -hmm. those kinds of things, I agree, need to be looked at. Because if you're really serious about the free market, you got to start there. Mm -hmm. And then, we, because the internet isn't a luxury anymore. It just isn't. This is how so right. much of our information, our education, and our community, it just, it, it just happens there. So no matter what you believe, Mm -hmm. You need to have a stake in this. You have to believe, at least for now, that what we have is the best bet until we really do come up with something that is a bit better. Because the idea that they're going to regulate it over here, I've worked for a telecommunication company for a third of a decade. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I have seen them throttle for less. Okay. You have seen some shit. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, hey man, you have an unlimited data plan, but you used 40 gigs this month. You're throttled. 
Well, yeah, that's a that's something that happened recently, wasn't it? People are like, they'd never do something like that. I'm like, didn't they just do that to they Netflix? They just did it. They did. That Comcast uh, deliberately slowed down Netflix and mm-hmm. then was like, if you'd like to speed back up, you're going to need to pay. And that's like, and then, that's like how fucking mobsters work. And, <laughs> like, that's, and then FTC, the FTC stepped in and said, you can't fucking do that. Yeah. That's what this, but, this yeah. does. So imagine that, but with the emergency broadcast system. Because, right. spoiler alert, people don't use the radio or TV the way they used to. They use exactly. applications that use the internet. What yeah. if someone and, decided and, that, yeah. that a certain area... Okay, I'm going to get really fucking fascist on you. Just bear with me. <laughs> I'm going super Nazi. Go for it. Let's think for a second that there's a telecommunications company in, say, the Northeast uh, mm-hmm. that really, really doesn't like a certain sect of the population, let's mm-hmm. say black people. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be some kind of a poisonous gas test in New York City. And all the white neighborhoods get the, the, the warning through their cell phones, but the black neighborhoods don't. Mm-hmm. That could totally happen with this. Because mm-hmm. they could choose to block that. Now, do I think that exact thing would happen? No, because there aren't poisonous gas tests in cities. But the point is that on some level, important information could be excluded. Think about like information about HIV awareness, okay? Mm -hmm. Uh, Low-income neighborhoods uh, and and other high-risk demographics. They Mm -hmm. could start blocking information um, and aid to those areas just by virtue of just blocking the ability to find out what's available. Yeah. So, so what you're saying, weed out people of the population based upon their access to the fucking internet. Exactly. What you're saying in a way has already happened in some areas where they want to, they, uh, so there are people there, there are like some communities. I can't remember. I want to access, but it might be Tennessee where they, they privatize the, the, um, fire department. Mm-hmm. And then yep. you had to pay for the fire department. And if you didn't, the fire department would come and watch your house burn. burn down. And yeah. that literally happened. And it was heartbreaking because they were there to make sure that your neighbor's house that had paid for their fire department bill didn't burn down because your house was burning down. Right. That's the kind of like people say like that. That would never. It did. It it to- did. It's it already happened. Look at like healthcare. Yeah. Healthcare. You now have mm-hmm. to register for healthcare on a website. What right. if you don't have access to a computer or the internet? Yeah. And a tremendous, that's a huge thing because like there are millions of people in the world who are just now beginning to get access to the internet. And there, there's actually a large portion of Americans who, this is shocking to you and I and anybody watching the stream because, you know, we use the internet like we breathe water or we don't breathe water. We're not fish. You have gills. Get off my channel, lizard. <laughs> no, I'm <laughs> I am the fish people. I Worship knew it. Me. No, um, no, they, they're not on the internet. They don't have the kind of constant internet access that we do. And, and right. we, people don't really think about that, but the poorest Americans who are the most vulnerable already don't have access to the internet. And this would ensure that they absolutely are never going to get access to the internet. And, and so uh, what, one of the things Obama did in 2015 with the net neutrality stuff <laughs> is that he classified the internet as a as a basic right to all americans it's a right like electricity is a right and and it's just like that is it because 
since its invention, which was not invented by internet service providers, by the way, it was nope. invented by the government, um, that since its invention, it's, it's changed, completely revolutionized the way we correct. interact with our economy for now and, yeah. and our world. And so to say, and then Ajit Pai had the fucking nards to go in public and say the internet is not a, is not a necessary service and he can suck my ass because he has bullshit to say in 2017 that the internet is not a uh, a necessary service is the most naive like drizzle like drivel i've ever fucking heard Sorry. <laughs> no you're absolutely right because here's the thing this is coming from a government entity we we just talked mm -hmm. about healthcare right now if you want to mm -hmm. register for healthcare per the the current healthcare act you have to do it online you can right. do it you can do it other ways but to get that information, guess where you got to go? The internet. Online. Right. right. It, it just it continues to be um, this ongoing problem, right? Mm -hmm. um, it, it just kind of happens. So, and you can't deny that. You cannot deny the need for um, access to the internet. Unfettered, right. un, un, untouched, uncensored. and until someone comes along and solves other problems that are out there, um, it's it, 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 it's an irrelevant argument to take it away because right. they're not fixing things. They're creating more problems. Um, mm -hmm. Just. It's really strange because. Yeah, these what these these I'm sorry to call them conservatives, but I'm not really sure what else to call them. Dickheads, maybe. There we go. Uh, sure, what sure, they sure. what they want to do is say uh, that they're trying to say we're trying to deregulate because they don't like regulation. But what they really want is they want these corporations that give them a fuck ton of money to be able to set the regulations they want. So right now, the Internet is not really regulated and is that it's a free, open Internet. And the only regulation is that it's fucking free. free open, and what yeah. they what they're saying is like, no, we want we want not to not regulate it by allowing these huge corporations, which pretty much answer to just barely anybody um, to set mm -hmm. the regulations. So they're actually more regulated. And, right. and that's so, but that's uh, authoritarianism. That, that's Right. Yeah, they want they want to be regulated, but by themselves. Right. They don't want the people they, to have power. They want the corporations to have power. Is yeah. We don't want to have any rules for ourselves. We want to set the rule, and that's the rule, and that's that's mm -hmm. why it's like hypocritical dumpster shit. It, right. it, it just it drives me crazy. It and it is um it is the way fascism starts. It is a key component of fascism is to. Uh, control the media and control and, and control the like information, the flow of information. And people will be like, no, this is ridiculous. You're being hyperbolic, fucking snowflake, whatever. It's happened in other countries. It's happened every single time that fascism has taken hold anywhere. And this is how it's, it's happened. Like, warning signs are there. The, there's a sea of red flags. And I'm like, mm -hmm. are you colorblind? Can you not see a red? What is the problem here? Um, and and that's well, like, it's like, yeah. let's talk culturally how we got here in the first place. I right. mean, if you, let's go back to one of your original points about people getting all their information from one or two sources. Mm -hmm. I can trace this back to um, Sam Walton's company. Okay. Right. In the early 90s, when it, a lot of people don't remember a time without Walmart, but it was mm -hmm. such a thing for most of fucking history. Um, right. 
It's a, a relatively recent thing in the last 30 years. Well, when he started going national, like supernatural, uh, supernatural, wow, different thing. He's, he's supernatural. He, he's magic. He's a, he, he's a poltergeist. Um, anyway, <laughs> so, uh, so what was happening and what you heard about for years on end, every so often you'd hear a different version of the same story. Walmart comes into a town, eradicates all the small businesses, becomes the only right. place to buy shit. Mm-hmm. A couple years later, that is, to me, a direct correlation. Walmart starts censoring film and records that are being sold. So music, film, books are being censored because they're not Christian or mm-hmm. they're not of a high moral standard. Okay? They don't do right. it anymore, or at least not to the level that they did before. But for a while there, it was like there was stuff you just could not get at a Walmart, or if you got it, it was like truncated really bad. Right. Right. Um, yeah, I, I used to live in a small town where, where like the only place to go was the Walmart, the only place to shop for just about anything. So All they're of getting the their, they're getting their news, closed. they're getting their media, their clothes, their food, um, right. which is a whole other conversation. I mean, mm-hmm. you want to put horrible things in your body and your brain, that's where you yeah. go. And, right. and kind of, you think about something else, like every thought you have on some level is a biochemical reaction. Mm-hmm. So you're putting these very specific chemicals in your body because that's what's available to you. And then you're being given certain information. See, and you thought you were being weird. Like, look at me. I'm like making a biological <laughs> cultural argument here, okay? So let's, let's not act like you're the crazy one here. Okay. Um, and so you, let's say for the sake of argument, again, I don't believe this actually happens, but you could do research to find out what chemicals that you could put into a body via food that would elicit certain kinds of responses when certain types of media are fed to the brain in the hypothalamus. Oh, like a Pavlovian response, but for the news. Exactly, and you could create (laughs) it, you know, by controlling it. And the fact is, whether that's intentional or not, there's probably a reason that you have pockets of people that think the exact same way when all they have access to is a Walmart. I mean, it's easy. You can walk in there, buy potato chips, uh, a National Enquirer, buy a copy of Friends on DVD, and a gun, <laughs> and, and go home. And mm-hmm. uh, it, this is the kind of thing, like this is, this started a cultural movement of people, well, don't take my guns and my bacon. And yeah. So now well, don't we take the bacon, way. but I mean... <laughs> I'm a vegetarian. I, I like pigs. So I'm yeah. sorry. I, don't listen to me. I'm a filthy. Well, there's there's too many alternatives to bacon that taste just as good, especially if you like it to be really crispy. Um, it's true. Uh, shiitake mushrooms are amazing. But we're getting off uh, off topic. I'm sorry. Are I interrupted we though, because to talk about the meat. reason you know that is because the information is available and the food is available. Mm-hmm. Can you buy shiitake right. mushrooms at a Walmart? I don't think so. Yeah. So wait, what was I going to say? my brain shit uh, walmart culture shit. right no it's gone damn it the, well you know i remember okay so way back in the day do you i don't know if you're familiar with channel awesome but oh, way yeah. back in the day before channel awesome was channel awesome it was called that guy with the glasses.com and i used yes. to frequent that forum quite a bit me too and i ended up getting into it really hard in the forums trying to get people to understand something very very simple but extremely important and that is that people as individuals are very, very heavily influenced by their environment and their media. 
Yep. And I had so many people fight and be like, no, I'm my own person. I'm, I'm a smart, logical individual. I, I think for myself, I'm like, you don't, you fucking don't. And none of us do. We're all goddamn sheep who mm -hmm. there, there is shit you have absorbed passively through your culture that you even know, you don't even know to question it. Right. And, and that's why shit like that is so dangerous is because fundamentally people are stupid and naive and impressionable. We're animals. And if you can, yeah, we are animals and, and we're herd animals. We do. And, and so if we cannot face that we are like that, we will not, we will never understand when things threaten us, our, our like mindsets and threaten our to, to like alter the way we think about things. If we cannot even accept that we're vulnerable in the first place. And it's just so frustrating. Yeah. It, it is absolutely yeah. true. Like some of us luck out and get into media that forces you to question, you know, right. like, like it's, it's no coincidence that I'm wearing an anarcho punk shirt. Right. Right. I mean, when I, when I was so, coming so, up, like, yeah. that's the kind of thing that I got into and it kind of conditioned me to question mm -hmm. everything because mm -hmm. it started out with me really liking a certain kind of guitar sound that appealed to my ear aesthetically and then because it sounded good and made me feel good gave me endorphins the message mm -hmm. also gave me endorphins so i became a kind of armchair activist in my preteen years and never stopped doing it that's why i'm 40 right. i'm still wearing a fucking anarcho punk shirt come on <laughs> so but that but you know then you take the other side of that where the guy that watches the rambo movies and doesn't see the undercut the actual underlying message of what that movie is supposed to be and then back, you know, like kind of piggybacks onto like the fact that Reagan was really into that film because you'll hear two arguments for that film series. Like on one hand, you'll say, oh, it's a perfect, you know, argument for the excess of the Reagan era. I'm like, no, it's about a Vietnam veteran trying to reclaim the idea. He's so disenfranchised. He just wants to kill people, basically. Right. Um, and that's what it was supposed to be about. It became something different towards the end. But, you know. It's all about, like you say, it's your environment. It's your prism that you're looking through. It's that looking glass. Mm -hmm. I have a tattoo on my left arm. It's on the inside of my elbow. It's an eyeball with an Ebola virus for the pupil. And it reminds mm -hmm. me that everyone has infected vision. You're born into something. Religion, uh, politics, a certain TV show, you eat mm -hmm. spaghetti every third Wednesday of the Pentecost, you know, whatever. But <laughs> at the end of the day, there's something that you are born into environmentally to make you culturally biased in some way sometimes for the better a lot of times for the worse and we have to kind right. of develop a moral antibody in ourselves a cultural kind of antibiotic to get through that infection and right but the problem is that you have to be aware of your bias before you can overcome it exactly i see this in in people in like progressives a lot where i, I understandably people get really frustrated with people in the midwest and in the south and i used to live in the south i lived in the south for quite a while and and so i'm you know i live in oregon now but i'm you know i experienced that i was i was there and i experienced the way people live and the sort of very very uh concert the conservative bubble that people live in and so progressives get really frustrated with people like that but what I want to ask them is like, if you had grown up in a rural, in rural Southern America without right. listening to Clear Channel with conservative parents going to a conservative church, would you have, do you really think that you would have uh, developed into the person you are to, today? There's no way right. that, that, and, and so you have to have compassion for people 
who it's just like their environment and and stuff is so um is 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 so like it's like the matrix <laughs> it's limiting it, it, it's 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 extremely it, limiting thank you <laughs> it, 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 it's a bottleneck it, it's a bottleneck yeah. of information it's a bottleneck of culture and then you know i'll, I'll, I'll give a great example um my second ex-wife yes there were two of them uh she grew up in an ex Me too. you have two ex-wives that's awesome i have two ex-wives yeah <laughs> Uh, but she grew up in an extremely small town in Wisconsin and everyone knew everyone's business. And to make matters worse, her dad was the local cop, the cop. Mm -hmm. There was one, it was him. Just... And uh, well, they might've had a, a deputy or a neighborhood watch. But those two things combined. And then the internet was just a burgeoning thing. Very, you know, like in the heart of Wisconsin, very right wing. Oh yeah. Get some cheese and kill them deer. You know, a couple, two, three beers. Mm -hmm. And she would she'd get on the internet and she would identify with The Matrix, with uh, Marilyn Manson, with Corn, with Slipknot. You know, granted, mm -hmm. these are the entry level kind of hippie punk type of culture in the early part of the century. Absolutely. Right. Um, but when you're in that environment, that is like the equivalent culturally of a, a regular city of walking into a town square and shooting guns in the air going, ah! Because yeah. it's, it's a totally, you know, and just this backlash that an entire town has against this one individual because of how they feel about things in their life. They're, as the kids would say today, woke. Um, right. You know, and even then. Kids, even, they're, they're slang. Right. So she's trying very hard to break out of that. And, I'm, and mm -hmm. I say this to go, no matter how far you think you've come, you can always go further with your viewpoint and make you more open-minded. She comes mm -hmm. down to visit me. I was living in Georgia at the time. Uh, mm -hmm. I was in the military station there. And the drive from Atlanta to Augusta, Georgia, is about an hour and a half. She said that she had seen more black people on the drive on a highway than she had in her entire life. Yeah. Just, just to give you, that's a, that's a tiny, tiny snippet of an, a small version of what we're talking about. Because mm -hmm. it's not that she didn't want to know or she didn't want to see. She just didn't have the opportunity. Right. Where Access this, to information is, is a huge deal. It really is. So if this happens there are many people that simply will not have the opportunity to have a more open mind and we will lose mm -hmm. more fights to progress as a culture and a society than we ever have before yeah yeah to to give an example like when we were talking earlier about mtv and how mtv mm -hmm. used to be and and how experimental stuff like Marilyn Manson and and like Nine Inch Nails like Nine Inch Nails once broke TRL because people were voting for it so much until they literally yep. had to take it out of the running, mm -hmm. um, and and that was a huge deal. Uh, they the these like this music was really fundamentally different for me because I had grown up with like the Backstreet Boys and Yay and Britney Spears and. John and Taylor Thomas, he's not even a music person, but I, you know, like, <laughs> Wasn't he and, on, and then uh, I was like, or whatever? yes, maybe, I don't know. I don't um, know. and then over one summer, uh, I, I like went to see a friend. She was like, you've got to listen to this album. It was nine inch nails downward spiral. Yep. And then it was Marilyn Manson mm -hmm. and it was, it was later like a perfect circle and, and like, and that led me down. I mean, that was just one entry into a huge, just a whole different worldview. And mm -hmm. I, then I was shaving my head and calling myself a punk and don't laugh, but <laughs> like that no, was a I huge time in my head. I couldn't, 
It was, it oh. was so bad. Never again. <laughs> but the, the, um, I was, I was like 14. Okay. So fair, give me a break. Fair, fair. Uh, but it was even, even that awkward phase allowed me like an exit from that conservative bubble that I previously may not have had. And can you imagine, had I even had that opportunity if MTV had just never aired Nine Inch Nail? Right. It just, and, and then she had never seen it. And then like, it just didn't happen. Yeah. Um, and, and, and so like, that's, we, these, these companies just don't have a right, getting back to net neutrality, these companies yeah. don't have a right to control what you see at what speeds you see it. They, they shouldn't have a right to, to be like, who gets successful on, on, the internet, who is able to run their business competently and who isn't, right. um, especially because of the the relationship between the ISPs and the lobbyists and the government. Because if they have a vested interest in one candidate over another, who's gonna, you know, whose positive news are you going to see more through that internet service provider? You know, right. it's it, it's a very you know, people overuse the concept of like slippery slope, but it, this is the slipperiest of slopes and we're already slipping down it. Like uh, KY, and, and so, olive oil, all of it right. is just there. And we're just, and just, we're all wearing, you know, garbage shoes. bags for feet, for shoes. And right. We're just worse. sledding down it ass first. And <laughs> exactly. And not in the right. fun way either. I'm right. Add. No, no fun. You know, like right. that's, that's like three ass references we've made that's awesome that's actually Sorry. good we're, 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 no 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 don't apologize <laughs> fucking awesome actually uh, it, it gives it, the thing is though you have to talk to people in their vernacular so mm -hmm. we get pretty raunchy in this channel so the fact that you were able to like slip those in <laughs> slip in the ass so to speak uh, it, was, it was quite nice it was like <laughs> surprise so, <laughs> surprise um, we're talking about asses um exactly. speaking of asses uh ajit pai is a former lawyer for Verizon. If, yeah. that, if that gives you any understanding of just much of a fucking dick this guy is, mm -hmm. he it's he's not like an impartial person who's trying to help competition in the free market. He, that's just bullshit. He he's like a representative of these ISP companies. He's a complete right. sellout, and he will sell us all to these larger corporations if it, and and the rest of them if if given a chance. So we have to not honestly, give them that chance. Yeah, we have to not give them that chance. I don't know. You know, the vote is December 14th. I don't know if we'll make it. It's extraordinarily unpopular, but so was the tax bill that just passed. So, right. right. And you know. that would be, that's a whole other podcast. So, in the mm -hmm. interest I, uh, of wrapping the main discussion up, um, mm -hmm. I want to direct people to call 202 418 1000 in the US. That's 202 418 1000 in the US. That's the FCC chairman's number. Give them a call, be polite, be direct, let them know you do not support net neutrality uh, being repealed in any way, shape, or form. Do it urgently. Get a hold of your Congress mm -hmm. people. Get a hold of them by using the resist bot. Do a Google search while you still can on what the resist bot is. Uh, you'll basically be texting them uh, the word resist at a specific number. I do not have it off the top of my head. It's very um, easy to find, thanks to the internet. And especially right. contact your representatives if your representatives are Republicans. If they're conservative in conservative states, let these people know. Because if you have it, like, I'm, I'm very lucky, right? Because I live in Oregon. So when people are like, contact your representatives, I'm like, my senators are Ron Wyden and Jeff Merkley. They are already on board. This is right. why it is so important to have good representation in Congress. I don't need to contact them. They they don't stand for this shit and they have been fighting it from day one. 
So mm. if you have, you know, let these Republican senators know what's fucking up and what you think and, and that you're going to vote them out if they vote. <laughs> if exactly. They That's exactly through. what my point was going to be like, let them know, hey, if you want my vote next year during the midterm elections, which you are already destined to lose, vote right. against this. Take, right. take a stand because I'll be 100 percent. I'll say it right now. I have some pretty, pretty shitty Republican representatives right now. Right. But if they were to help overturn this, I'd vote them back in. I'd put up with anything else they have to deal with right now. Uh, mm -hmm. Because the fact is they're going to lose majority regardless. Uh, yeah, I think I think the 2018 midterms are going to be a bloodbath for Republicans and they oh, have yeah. no one to blame for the, but themselves for that. And they deserve it. Um, but they really, you know, really, really fight, fight for this. The, in ex for an example is like the, the tax bill was passed. Every, every single Republican voted for it, except one. That's, the, that's Bob Corker from Tennessee. And he's yeah. retiring. So he doesn't right. give a fuck. He's just like, I'm going to say whatever I think, because I'm, I'm not up for re-election. So he's, he's also the guy who was like, Trump's a fucking asshole and I don't like him. <laughs> Right, exactly. And he's like, I don't care. I'm on my way out. Fuck it. <laughs> exactly. So uh, just to wrap it up, you know, contact your representatives, contact the FCC, help make this not a reality. Keep things as they are. Like, I'm never a guy to toe the status quo line. Like, that's not what I'm about. This is one of those times where I'll make an exception. Status quo right. is just fine in this case. Uh, the guy running the FCC right now is the worst kind of sellout. He should not be allowed to put forward this agenda. The company should not have more control over us than we have over them. Right. We, are, we are their customer base. We, the people, should still have a meaning, even in a corporate-based government environment. Um, it still can work, but it will never work if you don't try. So uh, any last words uh, before we cut the podcast proper off? Um. Thank you for having me on. Uh, my YouTube channel is called Super Princess Tea Party. Yes. And I, I, I cover a lot of stuff and I say fuck a lot and I complain about Republicans. And um, I think there's also. Uh, You're on Twitter at the Magdalene about, Rose. Uh, yeah. I'm, uh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Magdalene Rose uh, on Twitter and um, 20, you know, 2018 midterm elections. People be, be there because we got to stop this shit. We got to nip it in the bud. We absolutely have to stop the shit. That's what's in Grindshead this week. Thank you guys so much. We will see you next time.